Strongy. This time, uh, this time last week, we had a chat in the garden. I was quite enjoying doing a few exercises because it was uh, tropical compared to this. I'm now on my walk for the day and it's raining. So, um, what a difference a week makes. How's the how's the week been for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been good. I've, um, you say yeah, like like you say, it's been it was a lot nicer when the weather was out. Weather was nice. Um, but yeah, still keeping that keeping that routine going. Um, but but yeah, just just getting getting used to life. In the uh, in isolation, mate. Yeah. Are you finding it more difficult now? It's kind of set in that we'll be like this for a while. I know at first it's even for me doing doing these kind of things. It was a bit of a novelty. Like we'll do this, but now reality yeah. set in. Is it? Is it? You find it hard to keep motivated and keep your clients motivated. I mean, motiva- the good the, the bad thing about motivation that even in life it's it goes up and down. Say so that's why like creating them habits there so you don't really need to rely on motivation if um so i think this is probably why it's this situation is not a massive situation for people who like who like obviously bodybuilding and who are fixated on on the gym like obviously for, for my job so you, you kind of you kind of have to get monotonous and real use that self-discipline of um kind of doing doing the ticking the boxes and and using using the habits that you created all this time in the gym for to kind of not use that motivation anymore if that, if that makes sense yeah it makes sense yeah yeah it's um but, but yeah it, it comes up like you say it, it comes up and down motivation does and then why 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 you've got the the wave of motivation you ride it and think brilliant i'm on top of it and then it'll cruise out a little bit and you think well i'm, st- I'm still gonna still gonna do the things that i've set up to do because i've got the habits there to start when you wake up and clean your teeth every day you've got a habit in there because you're just used to doing it so it's yeah, just just continue setting them them habits that I said last week. I just just can continue doing them, mate. Even you know, ride the wave. Are you still having contact with your regular clients just to check in on them and and check they're doing things and giving them a few tips? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if they want to hear from me, I mean, I feel like because the days drag a little bit, you think, oh, I'm, I'm speaking to them again. Is this a little bit because a little bit too much now? <laughs> Sick of hearing from every day. <laughs> Um, but I may check in days every Wednesday and, and Sunday, um, and then I, I kind of check over there because I, I work on. I bet you've got like a similar, similar setup and obviously like doing your content and everything. But like having you like Google Sheets to to kind of obviously keep yeah. an eye on. You know, you know, use it. Use a spreadsheet to kind of fill out what like kind of calories I've had for the day, like the program they can edit that. So I keep keep an eye on that. They're doing over on that. But yeah, checking days Wednesday and Sunday, and I. And a voice note over, um, kind of keep them updated. And obviously, they send me a voice note back. I'm a little checking and and things like that, mate. But yeah, yeah, seems seem to be getting getting on well. The, the, you kind of know the ones that um, obviously different um, clients obviously have different um, attitudes in what's going on at the minute. But obviously, it's very individual. But but yeah, mate, it's all it's all going all going all right still. Yeah. Have you developed any anything different over the last week since? since obviously we've we've spoken because you've been i've seen you've been doing videos on social media i'm gonna ask you for a, a bit of a personal workout later on that you can give me or, or, or a workout yeah. you can you can tell people that they can do at home but is there anything yeah. that you've learned have you feel like you've added a string to your bow kind of thing like this you learn new techniques yeah i mean i'm trying really trying to get up to scratch with social media more now so um uh, yeah, it's just like you say, putting more videos out, putting more content out, and then planning a little bit more of what I'm what I'm the setup for the week is in terms of like what content. And again, I bet you're you're familiar with it. Obviously, setting up what you're gonna 
what what preparation are you going to put out content wise on social media and um, plan a little bit more into that because obviously in, in working in the gym you kind of obviously your your whole world's in there so you you setting up getting getting clients in in the gym and um, just in that world but now obviously because because that's not there the the world is now my job is it feels like it's social media the whole so I, I kind of adapting to that get trying to get better at social media and create some content for people um that is not going to be crap basically <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of like very, very much a trial everything obviously is, you're chuck right into situation and just just creating like value for kind of my my clientele and um yeah like, like last week mate it's just uh trying trying to add in more um techniques and how to get better at social media and what am i going to what plans going to be when i get back to the gym um and yeah just just keep keep trying to learn and trying to adapt to the situation I'll ask you. For, I'm going to ask you for a couple of things because we get your, if we get you on yeah. regular, then we're going to start using your expertise, mate. We're not just going to get on for the sake of it. Uh, <laughs> so I'll ask you for it. Like, you know, in a minute, I want you to challenge me because I'm bored and I like yeah. everything. Everything I do, fitness-wise, has always got like a goal at the end of it. Like I can't really go running unless I've got a race at the end. Do you know what I mean? Or I've got to have that thing. So I've got to have a little bit yeah. of a challenge. So I'll ask you for that in a minute. But yeah. say. If obviously if you're a normal um, regular gym user, you've got like a base knowledge and you kind of know how to what what you're doing and how you can keep yourself going. But if you're just the average person at home and um, wanted to do a little bit extra, that's not just walking. Could you give us a few little things that you could do, um, either in your garden or going out walking, or like little challenges you can do, just like interesting things rather than because people are going to be sick of walk just going for a walk around the block, aren't they soon? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like some. To get the job done nice and quick, uh, that's why I like high intensity, so hit exercises, so high intensity interval training. Um, it's for a lot of a lot of people find that fun as well. You can just say quick, sharp, get the job done, burn some calories, and then you have an effect of where you're burning calories still throughout, like a couple yeah. of couple of days later as well. So yeah, just just putting forward that even if you, if you start with being, if you new, if you're new to it kind of put out like four exercises so we'll start with say you like burpees 30, 30 seconds first exercise and you have like 10 second rest then we'll go into like push-ups 30 seconds and then we'll use like a little bit of weight so we'll, we'll go for a little bit of a press if you've got some some um some kind of resistance near you a little bit of a clean and press you're touching the floor up to the top clean and press as many as you can for 30 seconds then again rest for 10 seconds and then a little bit of a core exercise so like plank push-ups is a good one hitting your core so you see dropping plank plank to pushing up yourself you do you do that so you do that for like three rounds start off obviously that's quite um beginning level four exercises obviously start start off with that and you, you do that a few rounds in obviously you get you're hitting your cardio obviously burning some calories as well full body or full body exercises there um yeah that, that'll that progress nicely there if you do workouts like that you get a natural if you're bored or feeling a bit low and you go and do it an exercise that high intensity you'll get a natural buzz off that won't you and that can be yeah. uplifted in itself yeah it, it definitely and that, that's the thing obviously the beauty of keep exercising you get you get them endorphins obviously you, you're feeling good um, and that, that's why I, I like, like to do it early in the morning. Obviously, you, you kind of wake up. You obviously you want you want to set up for the day, so you, you get up, get them endorphins going. 
and then obviously you feel good, you're awake, and then you think, right, they're ready for the, for the day now. But obviously, um, there's obviously in isolation. We've got a lot more time to so people can just obviously you can you can do it when you want. But like you say, it's that it's that um, that good feeling you're just going to get from them exercises there. Um, that's just going to stop you from feeling too down in the situation. Right, I'm going to get you every time I speak to you now. I'm going to get you to set me a challenge, like a fitness related oh. challenge. One, to keep me fit, genuinely, and two, just to keep me entertained, really. I've just had a brainwave. Mm. Have a think of a challenge for me. And um, like I said, oh, I'll think of a challenge, blah, 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 whether it's running or steps or do something or whatever. But I've just had an idea. <laughs> you set me a challenge. Yeah. yeah. If I do it, if I complete it, you have to do a forfeit. If I, if I don't complete it, I have to do the forfeit. Yeah. That sounds good. Go for it. That sounds very good, yeah. So I'm going to set you like the hardest challenge ever. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bench 300k or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, got to be, let's do it fair. Something that's like, not something not like going walk 3,000 steps or not something that's dead easy, but not also yeah. like run a marathon on your balcony or something like people have been doing in France. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen that. Yeah, there's a bloke in a marathon runner. He did a, he did a marathon going back and forth on his balcony. <laughs> That's not a bad shot. What about the, um, I had a client, I had a go at the Ben, ben Nevis challenge. So, really? Yeah, it's, so it's basically climbing your stairs at home. The, 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 uh, oh my of God. Ben Nevis. <laughs> can, can I, I just look... Is that my first challenge? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it's not, or do you want to just do it like the, the length? No, I'll do that. You said it now. <laughs> Brilliant. Look, look, do you want me just to get the information about? I've got to quickly. Let me just let me just quickly see what the information. Um, he, he wrote to me the other day. So it's actually it's up and down flight of stairs, flight of stairs. This is obviously why how many stairs you've got, but five hundred times. Um, <laughs> you reckon you got that in you? First I think it's doable. Have I got have I got a time scale or have I got to the next feature to do it? <laughs> I mean, in a in a day would yeah in a, in a day really. In a day. I think I think we work about five hundred steps up and down the stairs in a week anyway, don't we? Oh yeah, you got that in a day. All right, so I'll do that tomorrow because I've already done. I'm on my walk for today, so I've done my exercise. But tomorrow I'm gonna climb my stairs up and down to the height of Ben Davis. Five hundred times up and so that's yeah yeah five hundred up and down. I think right, I'll like, do that, and I'm gonna I'll video it on the, I'll video yeah. on the, what's it where it's like time lapse, so we can prove that I've done it. Um, yeah. What's the forfeit? Uh, what about the loser gets control of the other one's Twitter for one tweet? Yeah. 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 Deal. Yeah. Deal. All right, and I would if I don't do it, I'm I'm not gonna just go. Yeah, I did it. I will I will do it if I don't do it. I'm I'm quite happy to hand over my Twitter to you. No, full full trusting there. I think you should really probably put like an announcement on your your into tonight and everything, and get a real good video go because this this is quite a big challenge, Blake. Well, I could should I do, should I do the, whole, the full duration of it on Instagram Live. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you, yeah, I think I think you should. You could even set up a uh, go for me page tonight quickly and <laughs> chuck, some, chuck some money in for you. 
I've already been asked to shave my head for one of the podcasts. Fucking hell, I'm going to be, I'm going to have a shaving head in hospital. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, but you're gonna, your legs are going to be, uh, you're going to have some solid legs after this. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, dead, a dead skinny upper body and fucking massive legs. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I mean, the, the shaving head thing's not too bad because <laughs> we're seeing anyone at about six months at this rate, are we? So. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> Right, I'm going to do that tomorrow and I'll, I'll speak to you towards the end of the week if that's alright Ash yeah yeah that's great I look forward to seeing it on the Instagram tomorrow every single one of these so far apart from one has been recorded in a pub the other one was a music venue and I said apart me and Sunday afternoon I've got a, uh, a chocolate cookie and a pot of tea in front of me. This is a whole different scene to me. It means I'm with, uh, with some healthy lads. I've known these two lads, what, 20 odd years? Getting on for a bit now, probably too long. And I still don't know which one's which, so I'll get you to introduce yourself <laughs> individually. Right, to my left is Brett Stanlands. To my right is Scott Stanlands. And you're going to have to fight over me today because we're sat in the deepest seats yeah, in Costa. Seats. Shout out Costa, send me as much free stuff as you can. What's new? Um, quite a bit actually. It makes a change being back in Derby. Um, li- well, literally come, come, come see you actually, mate, really. <laughs> Obviously made the trip from uh, Madrid last week, a couple of days in London, and then, uh, and then up to Derbyshire for the pod. Anything for a few likes. <laughs> Same with you? Yeah, same. I'm just going to smash the pod hashtags on a post later to get that engagement rate up. I could do a few like new blazers and that. Will you get, will you get me some gifts and that? Yeah, if you agree to post on your story and get some sponsors of the pod, then we can sort something out. <laughs> in all seriousness, though, how would you describe what you do? I mean, there's a few different bits and bobs, yeah. isn't there? But what's, what would your, if someone had to say what's your job title, what would you yeah. say? Um, it's, it's a bit strange. I, I would say like we work in fashion predominantly. Um, being like accidental models turned accidental influencers but with a smaller audience that's like pretty engaged we get we get some really cool clients and get to meet some good people and work with some good people um so i'd say strands of modeling and strands of influencing i guess that, that's how you sum it up yeah well how'd you go from from like young derby lads what was it do a levels or and then still still at uni My, for me it's slightly different um i'd say yeah working fashion but i'm still tagging along as a student um, with a couple of months left on my PhD. Oh, how long did it take you? Hang on. Two minutes 28, he's dropped the PhD in. Just to clarify, that is Dr. Model, okay? So everyone got that. Okay, great. Brilliant. It's like the office. Philanthropist. How did you get started then? Most of my friends, it happens quite similarly. It's almost an accident. You get, um, we got scouted just literally walking down the street and then kind of developed our own interest in it. Um, immersed ourselves in a fashion world with friends and um, got like a, a liking for design process and um, things like that and then yeah kind of it, it kind of just grew from there but the the university side of things was A-levels didn't really know what I wanted to do after but wanted to work in sport went to uni and studied sports therapy and then realised I didn't want to do that and then didn't know what I wanted to do so fell into a master's degree um, which sounds ridiculous and then after that didn't want to do that and then fell into a PhD which that's kind of the point where we got scouted so it was yeah it's kind of all happens by accident I kind of didn't know what I wanted to do as many people that go to uni say as well so yeah coincidence 
So you fell into a master's, fell into a PhD, yeah. and fell into modelling. <laughs> Fuck it, you trying to wind me up or what? <laughs> What's like the, the average day at work for you then? Or is there no average day? I mean, the average day um, for someone who's like lives online is totally over glamorised and all the things like that. But at the same time, your, your day at work could be a 14 hour day, it could be a four hour day where you're either talking with an agent about a potential collaboration or a potential work or I think being proactive and doing it all yourself is a massive help because you know you can it's so up and down it's nothing set in salary or stone or anything like that it's very much as and when so you might be really busy for a period and then you might go a month and do one job a week or even less than that so I think being proactive and having that mentality of like yeah you get turned away at a lot of doors and you get said no to your face because of your face which is hard to take as well if you were like if you let that yeah it happens to me does it happen to you it's still your face though whether it's mine or yours <laughs> but yeah just being resilient and uh, having that motivation like intrinsically to just keep going to the next one are there good jobs and bad jobs oh, yeah. definitely we've done some stuff that i would not show friends um such as <laughs> it's fucking on YouTube. I don't know why I said the pod. Everything goes. You sat down with Talk Dogs with podcast now, mate. Why don't you think people are listening to it? We need to we need to know some. Oh, yeah. I can vaguely remember one one of you in your, or both of you in your pants on a program. Yeah, I mean, nice. yeah, that was that that was all right. It was only on BBC prime time every single night for a week, so not much exposure. And the Radio Times and all that it was great. Um, but I think the um, we were we were deep ended. Literally the first week of modelling, it was oh we need to do some test shoots, and um, it was like underwear body oil hug each other which was like right is this what this gig's like then I was like I've shared a, I've shared a football change room with you two lads that's, that's the norm mate yeah. so yeah it was just like the showers of football really um, it, it, yeah I mean a typical day for me is my my priority at the minute is finishing studying but again uh, really over glamorised um, everyone just sees me either on a plane or a shoot and crap like that but it's uh, it's an early start and then it's constantly on emails, constantly on, on my laptop, even to and from shoots and to and from um, castings and stuff. Um, so yeah, it, the intrinsic motivation is like you got to get up and earn your own money, otherwise you're not getting paid this month or whatever. So. What are some of the like the career peaks you've had then? What would you? Well, I'll ask you both individually, but what would you say your career best is? Like yeah, the one job you look back on and think yeah, that was like, that was a good moment for me. Um, I mean this. There's some jobs that are obviously really well paid and like for a suit campaign we got like 10 grand for two days work which is amazing but I think when you look back and you look at the brands that you love as, as a kid or things you genuinely go and buy or cars you love I think working with Jaguar like the car that we have at the minute is like unbelievable to us to think that you'd be in an industry like a few years and working with a brand that you like you aspire to work with almost and I think the really established ones like John Smedley is a really nice one because they're over 200 years older and have been doing that for for old, longer than anyone and then to like for them to reach out to us and say look we'd love to work on something or collaborate or come for a campaign um, so I think the really established heritage English brands that English people love they like go from like farm to factory within 100 miles like churches is another one the shoe company yeah, yeah. i think those are the ones that we're really proud of and the campaigns might not be massive and have world exposure or anything like that and they might not be tens of thousands of pounds but the the people behind them are great and the product's great and that's just more valuable than any cash i suppose what would your highlight be do you reckon um yeah similar like we've uh, i've got some like nice clients yeah, which are names um and yeah it's all it's all right like 
you want to name name drop like big name name drop <laughs> no, no. Um, I need sponsorship name drop <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I mean yeah working with nice big brands they're not necessarily always the best jobs I mean they're great but they're not always necessarily the best jobs um, for me when get when I get my PhD that'll be something that I've worked ridiculously hard for I've been at uni like over seven years so that'll be something are you doing a PhD <laughs> yeah shall I mention again um so for me, that's that's yeah. my career hi- will be a career highlight for me because it's take you don't go to a modelling job that's taking you seven and a half years yeah. to really get. Um, but yeah, I think Scott's right. The, the brands that you like, things you buy when you're growing up, you think, oh, I love, I'd love a pair of shoes or I love this watch, and then for them to reach out to you and like, I oh, would like to work with you, is um, is a particularly nice perk of the job. Yeah. Can we talk social media? Yeah, oh, God, we have to. Yeah, we do. This has been a bo- no, it's not a bone to pick, but how much? This is actually more a question of more out of intrigue than anything. How much do you have to do with social media? And do you like the photos and everything? Are these like, you, are you obliged to put these photos on? Um, it's a mix between adverts and like just normal, God, this word, content. And um, God, it's in, for God's sake. Um, content klaxon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I've heard Brett call himself a contentographer, which... Yeah, content- contentographer, right, at work, genuinely, I call myself a content provider, because I'm always going... Yeah, I've got content tour, French it up a bit, content- you are at the end. Content- Blake, content provider follows, but what was it, contentographer? Contentographer, that's, so, that, um, that's my bio getting updated. The, inf- the Instagram market is so bloody saturated with people who take a picture and call themselves content providers or digital content, yeah, digital influencers, and... It's just people who start putting pictures up. For Scott and I, it was a total accident. Again, like we were just putting pictures up that we liked, and it happened to have an effect on our following and stuff. Um, and though, so now it's kind of a mix between just us being us, and like sometimes we're obliged, yeah, and it's work and it, it pays bills and stuff. So, bit of a mix. It's a blend. I think like the thing that we miss about it is, for two years, I've not uploaded a picture of a mate. I've not uploaded mm-hmm. a picture of like family or girlfriend or anything like that. It's all work. Um, so there is that element that you miss of it but also we get sent pictures by photographers or sent pictures by Getty Images or an event or whatever and they're like you feel obliged to put it up because like they've invited you to an event or they've gifted you some trousers or whatever the fuck it is that week and you just feel obliged to do it as work purposes but also then the positive is that has a snowball effect of more work, more work and more exposure and so on and so on. So where where are we both based at the minute? You're, you're I'm in Madrid, yeah. Until so the end of the year. Yeah, I've been based there just over a year, about 13, 14 months now. Um, probably moving back at Christmas. Full time? Uh, yeah. To Derby? Um, not Derby. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll that's, that's one. Uh, Derby at weekends for a roast dinner and then we'll see where we go from there. Right, yeah. Yeah, I'll just, I just yeah. about to lay off. This is your one appearance, mate. Don't get excited. <laughs> Where... <laughs> it went well. <laughs> Where were you based? Uh, so I'm based between London, Paris and Coventry, which are... <laughs> the fashion hub of Coventry. <laughs> the fashion capital of the Midlands. I'd say it's Leamington Spa. It's close to Leamington Spa, um, which sounds much better. But yeah, I, so we still have a house in Coventry for when Brett needs to come and do his research stuff. So he's close to the uni. Um, but, yeah, I'm in London probably three days a week. Paris every other week. Back to Derby much? Um, Derby to see family and stuff. Like, our family's kind of split up, but Derby's like the gravity yeah. of Derby. Yeah. Um, pulls everyone together, especially around holidays and stuff. And obviously we've got mates and 
the pod here. So, and what are your, your like your memories of Derby growing up? Like, we're both heavily involved in the in the football scene for well, a good fifteen odd years, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a uh, what as soon as we could walk, it was Chesapeake and Chad Park. Man, I love growing up in Derby. I think we take we kind of take it for granted when we meet lads from London and stuff. Um, growing up in like countryside, I, I love my childhood. It's class going out Draycott Park after school, and then Chad Park at every other chance you get. To wrap it up nicely, I ask this of like a lot of people we speak to, and it's a question that you won't be able to answer. It's, it's kind of a similar to a like, conversation we had like off air earlier. But like, what's your like, what's the end goal? How far can this take you, and where do you want it to take you? The end goal would be to have a positive impact on a broader wider range of people whether that be in like a purely like fashion aspect or but for me as well coming from like public health that's that would be nice like to use my platform from either side to have a positive impact on the general health of a lot of people um i think that would be like that's like really a hit home sort of thing for me have you got a more honest actor? <laughs> <laughs> Look at them grey hairs. Um, I would say um, it's broad, but it's like that make a difference approach. Which you know, when you when you're in Derby, people are, seem to be like Small you world, live in Derby, yeah. you grow up in Derby, you die in Derby. But it's like I don't think I've established what sort of aspect you want to make a difference in. But whether it's like sustainability or the way people buy clothes or what people think about clothes especially in Derby when it's like you're you're a few years behind London and other places but I think it is that make a difference approach to any sort of industry can I change my career highlights scoring on Chad Park I think that's a pinnacle can I change change my career highlights to saving saving a penalty and scoring two last game of the season (laughs) from the penalty spot and then getting called Reese Fallows in the paper I scored two against Chesterfield and the reporter came to you and says, who was it that scored and you went, Sam Kellogg. <laughs> Both goals. <laughs> yes. Both goals. Yes. Yeah, you scored two. You scored a free kick. Two scored two against Chesterfield and I gave the wrong name. <laughs> Played unreal against Chesterfield as a teenager. And the reporter goes to Blake of all people. Who was it that scored those two? Bear in mind, Blake knew full well who scored these two goals. S. Kellogg, S. Kellogg, brilliant. I genuinely forgot about that. That is, I genuinely forgot all about that. Oh, what a little bastard I was. And Sam Kellogg still hates me. Mate, what's some naughty memories from them, them days? A lot of them we can't mention now because someone who was heavily involved, is, we can't mention his name. Um, who'd have thought it, lads, 20-odd years ago? We've had 15-odd years together in football and now I'm doing a podcast and you two are like... Absolutely smashing it. Yeah, doing a podcast with me. But, but smashing it. Like, absolutely smashing it, boys. And I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. Like, massive, mate. Thanks for the cookie.